Hey guys, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Hate Journals. Today we have a very special guest in the studio, Elizabeth Keener's nurse practitioner. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's so nice <laughs> to have you on the show finally. Um, we definitely try to on this podcast bring in a different array of people because we definitely want not just one viewpoint ever from this podcast i don't ever want you can blame me for a lot of things you can call me an asshole you can tell me my fucking opinion sucks that's all fine but what i do want to make sure that we always do is have many voices from our community that represent our community so it is a pleasure to have you on the show welcome thank you very much yeah so okay so you've been a nurse practitioner for how many years uh 17 years now 17 years it's a long mm-hmm. time that's, that's a, a whole child mm-hmm. that's a whole adult that's getting ready to graduate high school that's right before i'm not trying to age you i'm just <laughs> thanks <laughs> no problem i just want our listeners to know you are dedicated to the cause um but before that you were a registered nurse and what was your specialty when you were um, a registered nurse Okay, so as a registered nurse, I primarily did uh, cardiac nursing. Okay. So I did um, telemetry and then cardiac ICU, and that was for probably about 18 years. Nice. So Long now, time. So now I'm aging myself, yes. <laughs> That's okay. You look great. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, so then what made you say, all right, I'm taking it to the next level? Oh, well, let's see. I was working for a cardiologist at the time in Stockton, California, and he, I was working as an RN in his office, and he said, you know what, I really need you to step it up a little bit, and I really need you to go back to school and become a nurse practitioner so that I'm more helpful to him in his office as far as seeing cardiac patients. Right. Well, that, as we know, is a whole process. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how long was school, like, additional? Because you'd already finished, obviously, your nursing degree, had been a nurse for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I... Yeah, I had been a nurse for 18 years, went back to school, and it was another 27 months of NP school. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And what specialty do you find the most fascinating doing it, being a nurse practitioner? Like, is there, I know that you've worked in multiple fields, be it, you know, GP or neurology or whatever. What do you feel like is one of the more interesting kind of fields that you've worked in over the years? Probably cardiac, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's probably only because I'm familiar with it. I did it for so long. Yeah, the heart's um, a fickle bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, she's really hard to figure out. I feel like I feel like <laughs> as an organ, the heart's a female. She's like, you know what? If you don't treat me right, I'm gonna fuck your world up. That's your right. Whole, your whole world up if you don't treat me right. Watch what happens when you don't take your medicine and, and put good food inside of me. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now fast forward all these years later. Okay, you are you've worked now. You know you've worked previously in pain management and along those lines somewhere you perfected trigger point injections i would like to say you can you've perfected trigger point injections i have been on the receiving end of trigger point injections and we're going to get into that in a minute but i just first want our listeners to know what led you down that path like what was so interesting about trigger point injections to you in the beginning well in the beginning that was part of my job that I had to learn how to do trigger point injections. And my two physician preceptors had very different styles and very different ways of doing them. Um, And being trained by them and watching them how they do them, I kind of adapted my own technique, um, probably for safety reasons was the main, main reason. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's get into it. What are trigger point injections? Okay, so trigger point injections are 
injections that you do into the muscle of any any part of the body, you can do a trigger point injection. It is, um, you're using bupivacaine, lidocaine, and sometimes Toradol if the person can take it, if they're not allergic. And what are those medications? Are they numbing medications? Are they anti-inflammatories? What are they? Well, look at you. You I know. just know all of it. <laughs> Yes, there are two numbing medications and one is an anti-inflammatory. And you can do trigger point injections without the anti-inflammatory for people who maybe have kidney issues or are allergic to anti-inflammatories. So you mix those up in a syringe and you use a very small needle and you go into the muscle and you put about a half to a whole cc of fluid in that muscle. Okay. Now, who's going to benefit from that? I mean, obviously, I've come to you. I've talked to our listeners about it before. We've actually run a few commercials on this um, podcast about trigger point injections. But I know personally, I'm not going to sit here and blow smoke up your guys' asses like I don't know. I obviously know. Um, For me personally, I have very large breasts. Um, my breasts are uneven and it causes horrible pain on my left shoulder backside. So, and obviously from wearing a bra all day, being up and down with patients, looking at a computer, carrying a computer all day, it just can get from a pain of zero to 10. Um, in that area, what would you do? So do you poke around? Do you make me lift my arm up to find those areas? Do you rely on the patient to know where those areas are? Yes, all of the above. Okay. So okay. so I can push on a muscle in a particular area and patients go, ooh, yeah, that's it. You got it. And then I'll push on another area and they're like, mm, not so much. So a lot of it is pushing, um, you know, palpating the muscle, putting pressure on it to elicit that response from the patient. Or sometimes I just go in and just do them and then wait maybe five minutes or a few minutes after the triggers and say, okay, is there anywhere I missed? Is there an area that you feel like I could go back and do? And most of the time, patients can tell you yes. Okay, so this is like fast acting. So if you do the trigger point injection, Mm -hmm. I'm coming in pain, you go in and inject the bupivacaine, lidocaine, and and the tortol, I'm feeling that right now. Like within a few minutes, it's numbing up that muscle. Probably within 30 seconds to a minute. Now, some people have different responses. Some people get it right away, like within 15 seconds. Other people go, well, yeah, you know, I'll go home and by tomorrow it'll be better, you know, a lot better than today, which, you know, I'm I'm not so sure on that. But everybody's different. Everybody's response right. to trigger point injections is different. Right. And it's kind of nice because it's another alternative to just your regular avenue that people would go down when, because truly for people who are patient naive, who are medication and medical naive. Um, So even my husband, when Bill, when he um, blew out his back, he could not walk. He was just like, I can't get up. I can't walk. I can do nothing. And for him, it was just like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to go to the doctor and tell them what? Mm -hmm. Like my back's out and I can't. Okay. So then like, they're just going to tell me to put ice and heat on it. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing that and it's not helping. And he was so miserable and you were so Oh, my God. I don't even know how we would have gotten through that without you coming over and giving him all of the injections. And then it was great because you said, you know what? After that, slap a lidocaine patch on, which we were able to get over the counter, mm-hmm. put that on there, 12 hours on, 12 hours off. We did all those things. And it really did make a huge fucking difference. But, you know, it's hard for people to understand a trigger point injection when you've never had one before. So which I don't think that they're painful at all. Actually, it's one of those things where it's. 
kind of like going to the dentist, like you have a tooth that's bothering you and you know you got to just get it pulled. So you know the pulling isn't going to feel great, but it's going to feel way better when you're all done and have the kind of the toothache out. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a lot of patients that are scared of needles or scared of just needles in general or the pain in general, but then kind of are like, oh, well, this wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. Yes. Yes. And that's probably the biggest fear with patients. I don't think they're... It's not so much fear of a trigger point. It's the needle. Like people have real fear of needles. Sometimes they don't want to watch me draw it up or don't show me the needle or whatever the case is. And I use the breathing technique, as you know, to help patients get through that. You know, I'll say, okay, I'm going to, when I do the poke, you're going to take a big breath. I'm going to push the medicine and then you're just going to breathe out. So the breathing is a great distraction for patients who are so fearful of needles, or it's the first time they're getting them, they don't know what to expect, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. And it obviously the unexpected is is always tough, but for most people, I feel like they're in so much pain, they're almost desperate. I mean, I've been desperate where I'm just like, I, I don't care. You can put the needle anywhere you want. Just get me out of this fucking pain. Um <sighs> It's what made you start thinking about this like in a business sense, like, okay, I could actually go to people where they are and relieve their pain versus them having to wait six weeks to get into, you know, an orthopedic Mm -hmm. doctor or Mm -hmm. pain management or wherever it is, because now they're even doing them in the ER. Yes. yes. Yeah. So having done them for 10 years in pain management, um, probably four to five years ago when I worked at another place people would say to me, well, why don't you do your own business? Why don't you develop your own business and go to go to people's homes and do this? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so actually another friend of mine came up. She goes, well, why don't you, you know, do traveling triggers and go to people's homes and do trigger point injections? And that idea was around in my brain for probably three years. And then finally um, in Nevada when nurse practitioners now could have their own businesses and not have a physician to oversee their practices, I thought, well, maybe I should do that. Right. And so that's what I did. Yeah, I think it's really cool because that's the thing is there's nothing more helpless than just being in horrific pain and not, Mm -hmm. especially right now, obviously, COVID-19 is going on, obviously. So people are really trying to stay away from hospitals. But truly, even after this is all over, it's it's there. there is still going to be in people's minds like I don't I think this is going to help. Not that I think COVID obviously 19 is a positive thing, but I think one thing it is going to help, especially with the ERs when this is all done, is the mass amounts of people running to the ER for things that aren't necessarily an emergency. Mm-hmm. When we think as medical professionals about an emergency, we are like your arm is legitimately falling mm-hmm. off. Not it right. feels like it. Right. But it is falling off. If it feels like it, a lot of times physicians are just like, especially the ER, they're like, let me get you some medicine to make it to your doctor. Let me get you enough medicine to make it to whatever specialty doctor you're going to. But I mean, there's really nothing that we can do right now in the ER right. for you for a backache. Right. You know, so it's nice to have another alternative. Also, if patients have addiction issues or mm-hmm. if patients have a weird history with pain medication, maybe it runs in their family, alcoholism, mm-hmm. and they don't even want to like even tip right. fate. So it's mm-hmm. nice to have different alternatives mm-hmm. to it. What are some of the positive things from your end that you've seen from the trigger point injections? Well, I think first of all, obviously the trigger point injections are a non-opioid uh, alternative to pain management. Now it's not 
100%. It's not perfect. But I mean, the nice part with this is that, say, I've done them on people who are normal, healthy. They've went and they've moved furniture and they've kind of pulled a muscle. They're having a spasm in their back. Even something as simple as that, you can go in and do a trigger point injection as a one-time visit right? for people. It doesn't have to be an ongoing every month episode or event. Right. So I can be helpful in the acute and in the chronic type settings of people who have, you know, chronic pain or muscle tightness and spasms. Um, so that's that I think is is the benefit. And the other benefit is that patients who are like, oh, my God, yes, I have insurance, but I have to get a referral from my primary and then I have to go into pain management and then I have to, you know, it could take a while to do that where you can just email me, call me up and say, hey, I need a trigger point. Can you come to my right. house? Right. Which is really nice. You know. It's amazing. I'm even sure for you. I mean, obviously, as a nurse practitioner, you've been doing it for a lot of years. You've been in the medical field for a lot of years. The, all of this has to be just strange to you. Even seeing the COVID-19, all mm-hmm. of that has to be, for me, even for me, I, I haven't even been doing it as nearly as long as you. And it's a weird thing mm-hmm. to witness, even mm-hmm. from a medical standpoint. Yeah, it's scary. It's very scary. You know, the whole COVID-19 is very scary. Um, And the good part is that I can screen people ahead of time. I mean, before, you know, now with COVID, I mean, things are a little bit on hold. But, you know, you can screen people. Have you traveled? Do you have a cough? Do you have a fever? And it's only me coming into your home or your environment so I can take all the precautions. I eat gloves, mask, hand sanitizer, all those types of things. Yeah, because even after the whole COVID-19 thing is kind of over. It's not over, right? It's like getting out of a bad marriage. Like you're like, oh, we're divorced. So then I just go back. No, that's not how it works. People are still (laughs) going to be gun shy. They are. They're still going to be gun shy. They're not going to believe a lot of things, Um, which is another thing that I, you and I were talking about before we had started recording because I said we were kind of chuckling. We were talking about the internet's blowing up over the whole Dr. Phil thing and Dr. Oz thing and people are kind of losing their shit. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't understand it. I, if my elbow hurt or my knee hurt, I wouldn't go to a proctologist. I wouldn't go to a urologist. I wouldn't even go to my gynecologist. I would go to an orthopedic surgeon. So it's strange to me that people are upset that doctors who are not, and I say, when I say Dr. Phil is a doctor, I am using loose, loose air quotes, okay? <laughs> loose. Um, he is a psychologist. Again, real loosey goosey air quotes. Just, I think Oprah actually sanctioned. You know how they can like knight you? Yes. I yes. think Oprah took him in the back and she was like, listen, people aren't going to ask questions. It's the 90s. Like, we're just going to like ride on this. And then yeah. I'm going to give you time to get your quote unquote certificates in order. And then we'll go ahead and call you a doctor. Okay. Um, but he is not, obviously, uh, uh, he is not, in no way. Is he suited for or should be giving any advice on COVID-19? People should be listening to actual people who work with pandemics. Those are the people we need to be getting our advice from. Yes. Not a doctor who has uh, made a 17-year-old girl famous on the internet. Like, uh, Dr. Phil, please stop. What's the doctor's name? Dr. Frahi? Dr. Oh, Frahi. What's his name? What's his name? Now it's going to come. Fossey. Fossey? Dr. Fossey. Dr. Fossey. Dr. Fossey. God damn it, he has swagger. <laughs> really, he does. Oh, that poor man. Oh, that poor know. guy. He has been putting up with a lot. As a world, if we do not send him on vacation when this is done, as a world, like we all just need to ban our dime, dimes and nickels together and send this guy out to an all-paid vacation to Maui. Is he married? 
Yes, I believe he is. Oh, that poor wife. We need to buy her a basket. Well, and poor um, Governor Como, he's going to need a vacation too. He's going to lose it. Yeah. He's going to. He's flipping he's, his lid. Yeah, he's, he's popping his top and he's flipping his lid. And someone needs to tell him to bring it down before he gives himself an actual heart attack. I am watching that man every day. I don't know how you do it. Oh. I don't because I just I can't after a certain amount of time I start to get so aggravated because it, take all the politics out of it even if you remove all the politics if we just are going on facts just science based facts you have a needle you put bupivacaine in it you put lidocaine in it you put tordol you put three different agents to help soothe the one muscle or multiple muscle groups mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. it but that's science right there that's right those right. are facts. You put them mm-hmm. together, you equal equals hopefully a result. I don't understand why people are making up fast facts that don't have any result. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense to me. Oh. I, I don't know why we got into talking about pools and puppies. Like that has nothing to do <laughs> fucking trigger point injections or a pandemic. Oh. But it's like I said, I, I just think it's interesting even all the things that you've seen over the years, even mm. working in cardiology and things that I'm sure that you that have blown your mind in your medical career to now have to deal with the pandemic, which is such a mm-hmm. it's new territory for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it is nice to know that even after this, there are other options out there that don't have to be so black and white. You don't just have to go to the doctor and wait for that referral and, and do all those hoops in order to get some sort of pain relief right here and right now. Right. And remember, trigger point injections. um, you know, they probably work on the majority of people, I would say 90%. Mm-hmm. There is a few smaller percentage, maybe 10%, that have severe pain, i.e., you know, a disc that's herniated or severe stenosis. And you might, you know that going into that. So you'll tell people, hey, I'm going to do these, but I don't expect you to get long results. You might get a few days, you might get a week. But you also have to keep that in mind. People who have severe, severe issues going on, it's just going to buy them time and lessen their pain for a very short period of time. How do you get that through to someone? Because I know it can be hard with people who are in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. They just want it to work Mm -hmm. right now. Yes. And it does. I mean, you and I have seen that. Right. Um, We've seen it, you know, people who are really, really bad. They're like, oh, you know, I got the triggers that might, might have helped me for three or four days or maybe a week max. Is kind of what I've seen in people that are really, really bad. And I try to, you know, I try to tell them that and be be honest about that so they right. don't have these grandiose expectations that, oh, I'm going to be cured and my pain's going to be gone. Right. Because even in normal situations, people who have pulled muscle or spasms or other muscle type pain issues, you still have to do other things. You should be doing stretching. You should be doing ice and heat. You can be doing, yes, the lidocaine sprays and the patches and all those things, you know, biofreeze, icy hot. All those things are helpful. And for some people, it is an ongoing everyday issue to deal with their muscle pain. So the majority of the trigger point injections that you are giving are in the back, neck area. Um, And I've also been privy to watching you do them in folks who have something called occipital neuralgia or who have chronic migraine. Mm -hmm. Explain to the listeners what that looks like and what that is. Okay. So... Well, occipital neuralgia is a little bit different um, beast. You can do what I call a modified trigger. Mm-hmm. You can trigger in the neck, and you can go really high up in that occipital area of the head. What is occipital neuralgia? Occipital neuralgia is just you have an occipital nerve that runs from the base of your neck up around your head, and that nerve is usually damaged from some kind of trauma. 
you know, an, an accident, auto accident, falling off a horse, falling off a boat, whatever. There's been abuse, you know, maybe there's been um, people have been hit in the back of the head and they've had multiple injuries to the back of the head. They're going to have probably occipital neuralgia. There's no test you can do for it. It's just based off of a history. Um, so you can go in there and you can put a, what I call a modified trigger, not really an occipital block because that is different. And that is the best thing for occipital neuralgia. But the triggers do help people who have migraines, occipital neuralgia, because you're kind of numbing that area. You're relaxing the muscle. You're making that area numb. What do most patients, how do they explain what that pain feels like, the occipital neuralgia? Yeah, that pain is actually quite different because it's sharp. It's stabbing. It feels like they're being um, like an ice pick is being poked in the back of their head. And it radiates up around to the top of the head. And so that pain is very different. You know, when people explain that to me versus, well, I have my my migraine issues, which we know there's all different kinds of migraines that people can have, auras, no auras, all that kind of stuff. But the, the trigger points can help with somebody who has in the midst of a migraine. You know, I've done them on patients who come in and they're at a 10, they can't barely open their eyes. You do a trigger point and, you know, their headaches down or gone and they can open their eyes and you know, they're, they're happy campers. It gets them out of that migraine um, issue at, at the time, you know, because some people have migraines from anywhere from one to four or five days. How often can you get? So if I were a person struggling with migraines and let's say I call you, I go, can you come out? It's Monday. You give me um, a modified trigger. It really lessens the pain so that I can get back to my normal migraine regimen, whatever that may be, Excedrin, mm-hmm. heat, whatever. And then within a few days, maybe four days, that migraine feels like it's really coming back. Is there an option to duplicate it again or does someone have to wait? Um, you can duplicate it again. I prob- I would not probably duplicate it with Toradol, although you could. With Toradol, you can use 30 milligrams or 60 milligrams. Um, you know, I haven't really done patients that close together, but I do have patients I've done trigger point injections every three weeks on, and that gets them by. Every three weeks, they're able to function, get up, do the things of that they need to do to get through the day. And so that can be very helpful. I mean, it's not somebody, you wouldn't want to be doing a modified trigger on somebody like every four days, maybe, but if they're in the midst of a severe migraine, you could do it every couple weeks, for example. So most patients who have these issues, whether it be a migraine, occipital neuralgia, low back pain, um, hip pain, hip pain. pain. So you're able to trigger in the hip area Mm -hmm. too. What Mm -hmm. are areas that you are not able to trigger? Obviously the spine, obviously. I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't trigger on the spine, but you can trigger right next to the spine, all through the neck, the back. I've triggered um, upper arms, uh, legs hips, abdomens. People, um, as you know, we've had a couple of patients who have had a lot of abdominal surgeries. They have a lot of scar tissue. And so they'll come in and get, you know, the triggers every month and it helps them to, again, to be able to function. Right. Um, For patients who have sciatica, so that just that sharp pain running down the Mm -hmm. butt part all the way Mm -hmm. down the leg, Mm -hmm. I know that you can trigger the low back, but is there a point where you can go no further? Like, are there just like no-go zones? Right, right. So you can go, you can go to the middle of the the buttocks, if you will. You can go to the middle, and that can pretty much help relieve some of that. Um, you can't go lower than that because you don't want to get a deep 
uh, needle into like the sciatic nerve area. Um, so you want to stay away from that area. But it will, you know, people, if they can get the triggers or if they're having a lot of sciatica and then do the ice and the heat and really do some stretching, that sometimes can help and pull them out of it. Now, not in all cases, but in some cases. So they can, after you get a trigger point injection, you can go about your norm. Obviously, if they're in a significant amount of pain, you want them to take it easy, maybe put some heat on it. But for the most part, can they just like go and live their normal lives like yes. they normally do? Yes. Yes, they can. And the the only people, um, you know, we say, you know, before you get a trigger, before you get trigger point injections, especially in the neck or the head, make sure you eat something. If you're sensitive to that kind of stuff, eat something so you don't get kind of woozy, dizzy. You know, there have been patients who come in, they haven't eaten. You do them and they're like, oh, I'm a little dizzy. I'm like, yeah, that'll pass in 15 minutes. Don't drive. That type of thing. Right, right. But for the most part, they can go about their normal stuff. Now, you know, people will get the trigger point injections. And I always caution them, you know, take it easy for a couple of days. Don't go out and mow the lawn and do all these things, you know, that you probably shouldn't be doing right away. Let let those trigger point uh, injections kind of soak in and, and help the muscles to relax and stuff. But it's an ongoing issue for people because they need to be constantly stretching or doing some of the things, you know, people who work at a desk or computer jobs and they carry all their tension up in their neck. Those people, it's an ongoing issue every day. <laughs> Every day. I know that um, you have an Instagram. You also have a website, uh, which I'll make sure is on the bottom, listed on the bottom part of this episode. So I'll put the link to our website, uh, you guys, and I'll also put her email address and her phone number so that you guys are able to contact her. But is there anywhere in the city you won't go? So go to Reno Sparks area. No, I'll go. I'll go anywhere. The only only place I can't go is Clark County. Well, who's going to drive to... Vegas. Right. So that's the only place. <laughs> so yes, I can go anywhere in Reno, Sparks, Carson, Fallon, Dayton, you know. Okay. Yeah, I can go to the outline areas. Of course, I'm driving to you. So, you know, um, that's helpful. Um, and if you want to email me, um, then I can, you can send me an email and give me your, I'll have your email address and I can put you on my a constant contact list where I'm going to be sending out monthly newsletters and news updates and those kinds of things about traveling triggers or oh, just nice. helpful hints and that type of thing. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So I have a database started for that. So anyone who wants to send me your email, I'll get in contact with you. I can do um, free 15-minute phone consultations with you um, just to see, you know, people might say, well, am I really a candidate? Okay. Do I qualify for this? Because some people really don't, you know. I do trigger point injections. I've had calls and for people to say, um, well, can you do an injection in my shoulder? Well, I'm not really an orthopedic, you know, doctor per se. I'm not going to use steroid on anybody. So let's make that real clear. No steroids are being used by me. That needs to be by your, you know, your regular doctors. Yes, I can trigger around your shoulder. But if somebody has a torn rotator cuff or anything major going on, yeah, it's going to give them a little bit of relief, but it's not going to last. Right, because yeah. they have an underlying structural issue that needs to be fixed. Right, right. So, you know, those kinds of things you have to keep in mind. You know, they'll call me and say, well. And the other thing that I won't do is um, anybody under age of 18. I had, um, unfortunately, I had a mom call me and say, you know, my son's in wrestling. I need you to do this to get him through. And I'm like, no, that's not okay. Yeah, You need to see your pediatrician. And deal with whatever's going on there. So, no, I won't do anybody under 18 or somebody heavy in sports and they don't want to go to their doctor. No. 
Yeah. 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 But that's good, though. It's good that there is a nice alternative um, because people do. It's it's amazing what we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of times when you work in medical and you're around it so much, it just seems like such a normal thing to. Oh, yeah. My muscle. I tore my muscle. I hurt my muscle. Can you do trigger point injections? But even when Bill hurt his back, he was just like, it's OK. I, I think I'm OK. I was like, it's it's not going to hurt. It's going to help you. No, 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 I'm okay. And then, of course, once he had the trigger point injection done, he was just like, I, why didn't I do this before? I right. was like, right. who are you telling? I'm like, a, I'm like a fighter out here. I'm like, can you get my shoulder going? Because I got to yeah. win the big match tonight. So it's the whole needle phobia. And I and I have little yeah. tricks of the trade that we can we can do for that. But and really, there's no um, severe complications from doing trigger point injections. You may have a little bit of bruising. Um, you may have a little bit of bleeding, possibly, but it's very, very, very minor. Um, you, there is one bad complication that can occur with trigger point injections, but knock on wood, I've never had it happen, and that's a pneumothorax where you collapse someone's lung. And you usually see that with really significantly thinner patients. Patients, yeah. Because they have literally no meat on their bones. Right. So the thin, the really thin people, you know. And that's why when you do a trigger point injection, you angle the needle up, not straight in. Right. And I never go straight in because I don't want to have, you know, somebody collapse a lung and go to the hospital and all that. Right. So. I mean, besides that. That would be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've been doing them for so many years. I mean, like, that's that's why I said you really have your own technique that really does work for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. people genuinely do love getting trigger point injections done by you. It's pretty Mm -hmm. wild. I know. I'm yeah. not sure why, but because you do them really well, they last really well. I know there's been times where, like, even working together, I've been like, "Oh, am I in my shoulder?" And you're like, "Let me just do them really quick." Let like, me... no, it's fine. I'm just gonna go home and lay down. I just want to take this fucking bra off. And um, like, why? And then I call you like an hour later. I'm like, "Okay, I'm a liar. I'm on my way over. I legitimately <laughs> need you to do these trigger point injections." Um, okay, so how long have you been in Reno for? 16 years now? You said you came, originally you were living in Stockton? In Stockton, good old Stockton, yes. Good old Stockton. And I moved here in, uh, end of 2004, beginning of 2005, when we had that horrible snowstorm. Yeah, that's when I moved here. 2005, we had a horrible snowstorm, did we? End of 2004, beginning of 2005, oh yes, we did. There's been so many. Some of your listeners might remember that time, but I don't I remember that one in 2005. I remember 97, the flood. Yeah, I don't was... remember the 2005. Oh, well, it was yes, the end I of do. 2004. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I was um, at a basketball game at UNR. <laughs> and and one of my girlfriends in. was, uh, I said, maybe we shouldn't go. It's going to snow. Really bad, I heard. And she was like, you're being dramatic. And we went in. It was like the finals. And we left the game. And I remember the snow being almost to her um, side mirror. Oh, so after yeah. some guy was nice enough to dig us out. <laughs> I know. I thought, what have I done? Yeah. Well, it didn't last long. Yeah. yeah. Global warming set thank, in and we were God. just like, no snow anymore. Um, okay. So you plan on, you're going to be here for a long time. I mean, like this is where you live now. Well, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Um, and then also with the traveling triggers, you're the only person giving the trigger points. It's not like someone's going to call and get like Harriet who also works <laughs> for you. Who's like, we're no. going to send Harriet right over. No, right now it's only me. It's okay. only me. 
Okay. Just cool. me. So people can email you. They can call you. They can send you the deets. They can send you all their information. Mm-hmm. You will get in touch with them. Do you, And you again, you said you do a screening process, obviously. Right. Even when all this is over, you're still mm-hmm. going to do your screening process. Right. And you do a regular screening process just to see if it's appropriate, appropriate. for each patient. Correct. Are Correct. there any patients who have any sort of disorders or diseases or anything that make a bad candidate that they should know of? Hmm. No, not not necessarily. If it's a, if it's a muscle issue, I mean, I can do it. You know, if you call me and say, "Well, you know, I've just had a major back surgery," and I'm like, "Can you trigger me?" And it's like, no. You know, anybody who's had a new surgery, you have to get clearance from your surgeon in order for me to trigger point you. Um, and typically, you know, surgeons want you to wait probably a good three months before you even do triggers. Before you really do it, yeah, do yeah. anything from the But outside. I would say, you know, anybody who's um, running a high fever, obviously I'm not going to do. If you're post-surgery, I'm not going to do it unless you have a clearance from your physician. Yeah. They're really helpful. It's so hard for people to understand what trigger point injections are. But once you really do, like, can really wrap your head around them, it's they're so significant, especially if you're a person who, for me, like working out a lot, lifting a lot. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. makes such a huge difference on your recovery time, especially as you get older. Y'all know I'm just not young anymore. I'm not as young as I used to be. Girlfriend <laughs> used to be lifting up stuff and felt just fine. Now I tear my back up. I can't lift yeah. anything. I, I need help getting out of bed. Like it is. Yeah. Th- those people who are working desk jobs and your neck and your shoulders are just, ugh, call me up. We can do trigger point injections. Oh, my God. You guys have you know? no idea what gift I'm giving you. I'm just giving you this gift. <laughs> Okay, so your website is TravelingTriggers.com. Yes. Your email address is Beth, that's B-E-T-H, at TravelingTriggers, T-R-I-G-G-E-R-S.com. And your phone number is 775-830-4941. You got it. Um, and then you guys all repost um, all the information I'll repost it on our Instagram when we release this episode. You guys will see it um, pop up. And then we'll also have a link in the description so you guys can just head on over to our website. Okay, so people are on the website. Um, They can log on. They can send you information. I do have a quick question. Do you take insurance? No, I do not. It's all cash pay. Okay. Okay. Cash, credit card, um, check. Anything like that. But, but no. your prices are reasonable. I mean, especially since you consider a lot of people go to chiropractors, pay cash, mm-hmm. insurance doesn't cover it. So mm-hmm. it's not like your prices are outlandish. No, they're they're pretty reasonable. The first visit is probably a little bit more. But if you're listening to the podcast and you call me, I will probably give you a 20% discount if yeah. you've listened to the podcast. Yeah, we can do an offer code triggers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we can do an offer code triggers. So if you call her and you mention that you heard it from this podcast and give her the code triggers, that's T-R-I-G-G-E-R-S, then she will know that you heard from this website or rather from our podcast and she can give you guys a discount on your first um, trigger point injection. Yes. Perfect. Yay. Fun, fun. Thank you. Yeah. Anything else? No, I don't think so. 
thank you for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you for coming on. I know this is a weird time, but I do think it's so important for people to, during this time, this is when they're going to suck up a lot of information. Mm -hmm. So it's important that you guys have all these different tools and all the things that are available and really like the full scope of things while you can, while we're not working, while we're able to sit at home and listen into our little eardrums. Don't listen to Dr. Phil. Please turn him off. Okay. (laughs) Turn his show off right now. Switch over to Judge Judy. She's hilarious. And she's really doling out a lot of mean justice. Turn Oz off. He's wild too. Go watch something funny. That will make you guys laugh. And then just know when all this is over, Traveling Triggers is here for you. Again, you guys, I'll have everything linked in the episode. Also, if you guys have any questions and for whatever reason you can't find something, always know that you can email us at thehatejournals at gmail.com. Of course, you can always log on to our website, The Hate Journals, and we are on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is The Hate Journals and Twitter is Hate Journals. Beth, thank you so much for being on the show. Anytime you want to come on. Oh, boy. Thank you so Anytime much. Anytime you want to come thank on and fill that. in, you just let us know thank here at The Hate Journals. We always welcome everybody back. Okay. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. We love you, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.